0: Kids do not care when we're going to the doctor. They just don't care.
1: They don't care. What do you mean they don't care?
0: At all, they're just they're like whatever.
1: Just chill. They're like that's that's another activity.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, less excited if it's like you know we're going to get shots or something. Like there was like yeah.
1: So I actually took the little girl that I watch uh, to get her flu shot this year. Um and I was a little nervous about it because, you know, kids get scared of shots sometimes but she was honestly like she was stoic. She was like a little Spartan warrior princess. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> she just like walked in. She's totally like stone cold silent like doesn't even really give the du- Like the nurse, I guess it's a nurse giving her the the shot. No smile really, just like Lay it on me. Lay it on me, lady. I
0: like, can handle it, Doc.
1: Yeah, basically. And the nurse is like, <laughs> do you want to sit on her lap? And she's like, I guess so. Like, sure, I guess I'll sit on her lap. So she sat on my lap and <laughs> no sound, not a sound. The, sh- the needle goes in and she's like looking at it go in her leg. She And she's totally fine. She's completely silent.
0: I mean, I guess and, we're kind of lucky in that regard.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean... I hope that I'm not like causing her trauma by not babying her. If she she's not like asking to be babied, I don't know.
0: So we'll, I will say that, you know, with my guys are normally pretty good, but the younger one, obviously he's a little nervous when we're doing it, but my favorite part is the fact that like, when he retells a story, it's, it's like listening to like your grandfather tell you an old war story or something. Because <laughs> like, to him, it was way more intense thing.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so that's so funny, because she, the little girl, she's just like, I asked her, like, was that scary? And she was like, mm, not really. I was like, did yeah. it hurt? She's like, meh, a little bit.
0: See, I, think, I mean, I'll get the same to that round of questioning, because I think they're trying to be tough guys, but like, again, in the retelling of that story, it's like,
1: <laughs>
0: you know, he took a cotton ball, and then he wiped his stuff on my arm, and it burned my flesh. I mean, he's like, he's really, he's all dramatic <laughs> about it. It's like, Dude, he rubbed alcohol on your arm and then he stuck you for a second with that thing and we're done. It's like, you know, what are you talking about? Yeah. Dad, it didn't happen to you. So, <laughs> what are you going to do? You're listening to No Good Parents. I'm Brian.
1: And I'm Ariel.
0: Now, do not mistake this podcast for anything remotely helpful or educational. The world of No Good Parents is based in a reality that does not exist this is parody in the world of no good parents. There are no rules and there's no such thing as child abuse.
1: So if you want real hardcore, genuine advice from experts, not us on parenting, this is, this isn't where you want to be. This is not the, sh- the podcast for you. Um, go find one of those podcasts. They're great. We're just not them.
0: Now I'm, I just, I'm, I don't understand why you're making me talk about like doctors this week in general, you know, my kids may be great with doctors, but I hate the doctors um, and <laughs> I try you- to avoid them like the plague. It's not that they're bad people. I just they, they scare me.
1: So you're the one with the war stories, huh? Uh,
0: no, I, mean, I just don't <laughs> go. So I don't tell any stories.
1: But with your kids, you go to the doctor. You take them to the
0: doctor when they need to go, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, completely different story there.
1: Well, that's really what we're talking about. We don't have to talk about your war stories at the doctor's office. Uh, Don't (laughs)
0: worry,
1: no one's going to shame you for not getting your prostate checked anytime soon, Brian.
0: I'm sure somebody Um, will.
1: There are plenty of issues that come up around kids doctor visits, so let's get into it.
0: All right, let's start with the first one. Uh, Your preschooler is absolutely terrified of getting pokes. I thought that was cute. Uh, Pokes are vaccines. (laughs) Uh, Whenever she knows that she has to go to the doctor, she becomes resistant and often has tantrums. It's a struggle to even get her out the door, into the car, and every single step of the way to the doctor's office. What do you do?
1: So this seems like the perfect time to sort of practice meditation. Again, as I said before, never too young to start learning how to meditate. Um, I think this is a great one where we can come up with a simple mantra like little kids like to repeat words over and over again so let's come up with a mantra that they can enjoy um i came up with pokes hurt a little protect a lot pokes hurt a little protect a lot and you can just say that mantra over and over again and you uh find yourself in a relaxed state and ready to go get a poke
0: it's it's um interesting because different but but somewhat similar um really are you are you taking up meditation brian no 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 but like so like when it comes to vaccinations i think you have to use a little bit of psychology here because you have like science to back you up so like you can say like yeah sure getting a shot sucks but dying from COVID is worse so you just use the whole like you know get the shot or you'll die technique and that, i think that's really effective so like we're kind of saying the same thing just <laughs> just different way of getting there but I, I think generally this is a relatively uh, sort of simple one because uh, your options are simple. Obviously, when your kid's screaming and won't let you take them anywhere, that's, that's a terrible experience. Um, but I, I, again, this just like literally happened in my, my house. We, we took the kids over the weekend to get their COVID shots. And I did use that technique on the youngest one. Uh, for whatever reason, I think like a lot of people, the COVID shot was uh, something he was nervous about. So it's still like, listen, I mean, it's like get it or die. Um you know, and that worked for us, but I think you can always use the other one too. Like you just, the other strategy here, which would just be to lie. Don't worry, honey, you're not getting a shot at this appointment, just check up, you're good.
1: And then they bust out the needle and your kid starts crying.
0: No, I mean, you've already like, you know, shackled them to the examining, everything (laughs) in. that thing.
1: You put them in a straight jacket, you got them like bear hugged.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure like straight jacket, doesn't look good, but I think you can shackle them to that little bed thing, the examination table. Is that what they call it? I don't know.
1: Exam table. That thing. I know. Been a while since you've sat on it, but um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think threats are necessary. Just, just simple meditation, and a sort of they can home in on that message, like this: shots to protect you. It's to protect you.
0: See, I just think we're saying the same thing.
1: We, okay, maybe we are. Yours just sounds meaner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your one year old baby gets fussy and cries whenever he has to sit in a doctor's office waiting room. He's tolerant and calm when he gets into his actual appointment, but everyone in the lobby is subjected to his wailing and tears for however long the wait is. You always give him snacks and a diaper change as needed before his appointment. So the issue isn't one of basic care. So he's not, he's not hungry. He's not dirty. He's, he he just is fussy. What do you do?
0: It's obviously wildly frustrating. I mean, you don't want to be like waiting as it is. Right. And and it's not like you can reason with a one year old. This is like really tough. Um, I think it's a great time to sort of employ the services of grandma or grandpa. You know, they always want to spend time with the kids anyway. So you should just let them handle the doctor's appointments. And you know how, like, your parents, like, will let your kids do whatever they want, regardless of whatever your rules are? <laughs> like, you remember how your parents like to load the kids up with sugar before you get the kids back? Well, <laughs> this, yeah, this is payback time. Also, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, two could play at that game. Also, I would uh, consider finding a new doctor that's more efficient or at least has more things for a baby to do while waiting Cause you think I mean, it's just, the
1: doctor's responsibility.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, better run offices are just more efficient.
1: Well, I think, and I think they have more things
0: admin. Well, yeah, but I mean, like still, I mean, the doctor's the one who usually runs the business. If it's a private, if it's one of those group things, you know, there's, there's gotta be a solution. There's gotta be some way to, to you can find a doctor's office that is a good process there. And I, I I also think it's really important to give the staff a piece of your mind. Your time is valuable and you shouldn't, you shouldn't have it wasted by a staff. That's not good at their jobs. And when in that position, it's like literally your responsibility to let them know that they aren't doing a very good job. You can call me Karen. I don't care.
1: (laughs) Okay, Karen. Mm -hmm. I think that in this case, there must be just something really off about the energy and the vibe in that doctor's office. that's making the kid cry.
0: maybe maybe the kids crying over the incompetence
1: i don't think kids necessarily recognize incompetence but i do think that um a certain environment is going to be more conducive to tranquility in a waiting room so it sounds like maybe their doc that doctor's office just needs a little little redecorating maybe a little feng shui definitely some plants it needs a lot more plants
0: um so, wait, the problem the problem in the doctor's office, as far as the kid is concerned, is that the function, like the couch is in the wrong spot or like the yeah. seats are in the wrong spot.
1: It might be. I don't know what the layout of their furniture situation is.
0: It's obviously not right, though.
1: It's not. No, it can't be right if if it's causing this much distress.
0: <sighs> I mean, sure.
1: <laughs> so, that's that's my plan is offer my services to help them. Um, redecorate that office, possibly in exchange for some free healthcare. you know.
0: Hmm. I mean, it's clever. Uh, yeah. It's clever. I still think you had to yell at people. <laughs> it's just he me. Their own. Right. <laughs> All right. So in this scenario, your eight-year-old son has always gotten <laughs> bribes in order to behave himself when he goes to doctor's appointments, but you think it might be time to stop this behavior since, you know, he's getting older and Every time he's gone to the doctor up until now, he's gotten a gift or a special treat, such as a new toy or an ice cream cone or like pizza. <laughs> You're afraid that uh, you've set a precedent that would be very hard to break. So what do you do?
1: I think that um, it's really important at a certain age to learn the difference between extrinsic and intrinsic motivation.
0: Oh, boy. What, um,
1: um extrinsic- I'll let you
0: explain. Yeah
1: extrinsic, obviously externally motivated. So motivated by bribery and getting certain kinds of attention. Um, intrinsic motivation is, you know, that motivation from that comes from inside you. Um, I want to be the best version of myself because, you know, that's how I'm going to be, live my best life.
0: Um, and that's heavy for an eight-year-old, isn't it?
1: Well, I don't think you can explain it to most eight-year-olds in that way, but eight years old is probably not too young to start start trying to practice that, uh, finding that intrinsic motivation. Um, so if you really think about this, what it boils down to as a parent is you don't want to be embarrassed by your eight-year-old kid uh, misbehaving in a public place, right? Am I right in thinking that?
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just really, it's more of a pain than anything else, right? Because then you got to handle it, if you know what I mean. Like, you, know, you know,
2: got <laughs> to handle that thing.
1: We all handle it differently. But, right. Uh, I think finding that intrinsic motivation will mean he doesn't want to feel embarrassed and misbehave in public because he understands that. Uh, there's certain rules of being in a society. Obviously very complicated to understand that at 8 years old, right? Yeah. But he understands no. when <laughs> <laughs> but he understands when he feels embarrassed by his parents.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Because I, I will tell you I I've never been one of those to feel embarrassed by my kids acting out or misbehaving especially like in a doctor's office where other parents are. Uh-huh. I always feel like, yeah, I know you've been here, so I, think I don't get embarrassed <laughs> about it. Like, I, I will often say, like, you know, after I tell them what the punishment is going to be, which is like my favorite part. I like to tell them, by the way, you should be pretty ashamed of yourself because everybody's looking at you making a scene. So it's on. No, that's
1: your way of trying to inspire that intrinsic motivation to not be embarrassing.
0: Wait, I mean, I, I think I like to think of it as my way of getting uh, using other people to point out that he he's being a loser without telling him he's being a loser. I mean, listen, the kids ate, it's time to grow up. It's just, that's just, <laughs> that's what life is. And I, you know, I think yeah, I got to let him know that if he wants to become a man, he's going to just have to bite the bullet and do grown, you know, grown up stuff. I mean, you can't wipe his butt forever. You have to sit him down and explain the expectations that he must meet in his growth and the timeline to accomplish these things. And for him, this one's now, you don't get rewards for doing what you're supposed to do. That's not how it works. You, you got to earn rewards by doing something exceptional or extra. So, you don't, you know, you don't want to raise a generation of kids that think that they should just get a raise because they showed up to work that day. That's, that's just not how the world <laughs> works. And, and I, I know it's hard to deny like your kids. I mean, you know, I think it's also a lot
1: hard of if you have if you have been bribing
0: them to stop bribing them really right well i know but there's that point where you have to be like yeah we did that because you know you you were a baby and now you, like you're not a baby anymore you got to grow up you're going to be a man this is
1: find the intrinsic motivation you can't be externally motivated anymore
0: i mean i don't again you keep using these big words and i don't understand it <laughs> i'm just saying it's, it's you know you can't you can't raise a kid that just expects to get stuff because he did what you're supposed to do. It's not the way it works. You get, you get stuff for doing something great. Yeah, you run into a house, burn a burning house, and you save a puppy. That's something great. But going to school today, let's say you had to do that. You didn't have a choice. You know, it's not exceptional. You get a reward for that.
1: Okay. No rewards.
0: None. <laughs> Just get your shot. Suck it up.
1: All right. We're going to get right back into more scenarios. Thanks for joining us on the No Good Parents podcast. And uh, here's a special treat for you.
0: In the modern age of mental awareness, we all need to practice self-care in order to support our personal growth and development. Babies are no exception when it comes to self-care. In fact, babies can benefit immensely from adopting these practices as early in their lives as possible. These self-care tips for babies by babies can help you, as a baby, become your best, most authentic self.
2: Sometimes... Girls can be so demanding of our time. Whenever mommy and daddy have friends over, they all want to look at me and hug me and talk to me in that annoying baby talk voice. Don't get me wrong, I appreciate all the compliments about how cute I am, but after a while I just feel emotionally exhausted by constantly needing to be on for these people I barely know. It's important if you find yourself in this kind of situation to know your exit strategy. If you're not walking yet, you can probably just pretend to fall asleep in your mamaroo or baby Bjorn and the grown-ups will leave you alone after a few coups. If you're a crawler or a walker like me, you can move away from them after a little bit and grab a toy to play with when you've had enough of the grown-ups' attention. Never feel guilty for needing to take some me time. Like with food. Grown-ups get to eat their favorite foods whenever they want. So why shouldn't we? Sometimes self-care means saying no to the foods that we just aren't in the mood for. Sometimes self-care means expressing yourself instead of trying to people please. When the grown-ups give you foods you don't want, you need to be very clear about it by staring at the food in front of you. And crying. Make sure the grown-ups are watching you so they understand what you're telling them. Then you throw the food onto the floor. This sends a very clear message that the food isn't good enough. Repeat this process until the grown-ups give you the food you're craving. Even though mommy and daddy might love you, no one can advocate for your needs when it comes to eating food as well as you can. Mommy and daddy don't always know best. And you don't ever have to eat something you don't want to just to make them happy. Remember that you never owe anyone anything and that you are worth it. It's like when you feel sad. We all feel a little blue sometimes. Sometimes mommy just doesn't have time to nurse you for long enough before going to work. Or you drop your favorite stuffed animal out of the crib in the middle of the night and then you can't get it back until morning time. You eat all the dried mango and there's nothing else you want to eat for your snack. I mean, life is hard. The most important self-care tip for all the babies out there is this. When life gets hard, just scream and cry until a grown-up picks you up and holds you. It's simple yet effective. Being held will relax your nervous system and make everything bad happening to you feel less unfair. Never be too proud or too independent to let yourself be held when you're feeling sad. This has been self-care tips for babies. Bye, babies.
1: Welcome back to No Good Parents. This week, we're talking about the often tricky business of handling visits to the doctor with your kids.
0: Yeah, like in this scenario... Your teenage daughter has always been athletic and participated in sports, but recently got her curves and is developing a more womanly body. Uh, She is already self-conscious about her body, and this has not been helped by a recent checkup at the doctor's, in which her doctor informed her that her BMI qualifies her as being overweight. What do you do, and what's BMI? (laughs) (laughs) Is that like a record label?
1: Thank you for asking that important question, Brian. (laughs) First of all, F that doctor. Um, Yeah. F F them. Terrible. We hate them. BMI is an outdated way of sort of assessing an individual's health based on their height to weight ratio. Ugh. Doesn't account for muscle mass really. So you could have a more muscular physique. Oh,
0: so in this case, her being technically overweight could very well be the result of her being athletic.
1: It absolutely could.
0: Okay. This makes so much more sense. To it me also now.
1: doesn't really, in any way, in any case, I'm not a doctor. I don't really have any sort of legs to stand on when it comes to talking about all of the reasons why BMI is wrong, but I believe that it is wrong. Um, First of all, it's so amazing that like my hypothetical daughter is becoming a woman and I want her to sort of celebrate and rejoice in that with me. Like I want to help her embrace that and uh sort of teach her about why having hips is amazing because that's how you're going to give birth to a baby someday. And growing bigger breasts is to feed your baby. So there's all of these like amazing things that are happening to your body that are just part of like becoming um becoming a goddess like a life-giving goddess and I just I think that there's so much to celebrate there and as long as she's you know athletic and she's not she doesn't have any like eating problems she's eating normally uh there's really no no issue in this doctor we need a new doctor like we're gonna we're gonna celebrate her womanhood rejoice in the fruitful nature of being a goddess and yeah
0: it's oh. all good it's all good yeah this I mean I'll preface this with I don't have daughters um but if I did y'all know <laughs> I guess yeah I mean I guess we're kind of at the point of her life where we're past the whole daddy thinks you're the prettiest girl in the whole world phase right I mean doesn't really help in this situation I don't know. Part of me just thinks that like a lot of people lead productive lives despite having insecurities. So I mean, she could live uh, with all this stuff. (laughs) I think in this case, probably good to buy her like a bunch of magazines that feature really beautiful fit, you know, like magazine standards fit women, so that she'll have a visual target in mind. And then you let her start doing some of the calorie burning type things around the house. You know, she can mow the lawn. She could chop some firewood, especially you know this time of year. Uh, She can haul the laundry up and down the three flights of stairs in the house. And then, you know, you can put her on a very restrictive diet. I think it's a good way to go. Um, And you don't really have to change the eating habits, like, of the entire house. You know, you can eat what you enjoy. uh, But for her, it's got to be, like, obviously boiled chicken breast and, like, broccoli for dinner. And I think her primary responsibility at this age in school is to find a husband. So she needs to be at her best. And, you know, she can go back to her usual lifestyle after she's married and has, you know, had her kids. All
1: right. I think you and that doctor can go burn in hell (laughs) and (laughs) you are extremely toxic and it's a really good thing that you don't have a daughter. So (laughs) moving on. Moving on, (laughs) your 12-year-old son has recently become a bit reclusive and no longer wants to see his friends or participate in basketball or chess club hobbies he has adored up until now. He doesn't have any interest in talking to you about school or anything else that's going on in his life. After his most recent checkup, his doctor told you that she thinks he's suffering from depression and referred him to a psychiatrist. He has several appointments with the psychiatrist before you're informed that the psychiatrist wants to prescribe your son an antidepressant. What do you do?
0: Well, I certainly don't want to turn this into a you know a rant against medicine and big pharma.
1: No, since you sided with that doctor and his BMI and body shaming, I
0: guess. Well, listen, he knows more about burgeoning women than I do. <sighs> All right. Dep- sure. I know then. about I know about Being a young man, and I'm just going to simply say that drugging teens, because you don't know what to do, is akin to giving your baby Benadryl because you can't get him to sleep on time. Now, not to mention, you know, those antidepressants, they come with all kinds of side effects. I mean, he's at the point of sexual realization in his life, and you want to give him a pill that's going to make him impotent? I mean, sure, your water bill might go down, but at what cost? That's I'm saying <laughs> this boy needs to get involved in something extracurricular. Now I know you said that he's you know not into his old hobbies anymore, like there was basketball. He, he just needs a different one. He just needs to find one that he can get into, right? Because like it's very possible he's not depressed. He's just bored because he's been doing the same stuff forever. He just got to mix it up a little bit. He probably just needs to make some friends, maybe some new friends, and maybe get better with with girls. So if you get him into something that will build his self confidence. You know, maybe uh, that'll provide him with some social stimulation.
1: Maybe he should take up salsa dancing. That's a good way to meet some. Girls. I
0: wouldn't do salsa dancing because I don't think that's a, a manly thing to do. Oh, but I think out. you know, maybe get into hunting or or uh, you, you know, you don't really
1: meet any girls hunting, I don't think.
0: No, there are plenty of girls that are into that. Okay, plenty. I especially in this area <laughs> here in central Virginia. Um. <laughs> And I'm, I'm just saying, I, I really, I have zero interest in turning my son into a medicated zombie just so some phar- pharmaceutical company can get rich.
1: Okay. Well then, <laughs> I while I really do respect the psychiatrist, I think that before allowing my son to go on antidepressants, I think we need to exhaust all other possible options for dealing with his depression um and i think that we need to bring in more than just western medicine on this scenario we need to consult with a shaman
0: um so shaman mm
1: -hmm. i think we need to talk to a shaman about what
0: what could be going on with his spirit i was honestly going to say where do you find a shaman and 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 i stopped myself because like You've looked at the internet lately. You know that somebody's running you this can racket.
1: Find a shaman on the internet. Pretty I'm sure totally. you may have
0: a website offering your shamanic. I don't know. I don't even know how you say I'm that. But not, your services.
1: I'm not a shaman, so that would be wrong for me to take people's money for that.
0: Probably, I would say the same thing is probably true with anybody who has a website. I'm just saying, generally.
1: <laughs> well, shaman, we're going to find a, a reputable shaman because
0: reputable, you know. right? Uh, you don't want to go do it like one that's I'm gonna not- read
1: the yelp reviews first brian
0: responsible i i mean i agree with that
1: and um okay next on the list is uh seeing an energy healer uh to do some reiki if the shaman doesn't work um and that's to sort of handle maybe his maybe his chakras are out of alignment. Maybe some of them are blocked. We don't know what's causing this depression, but a an energy healer can help with that. Oh, um, so shaman doesn't work. Energy healer doesn't work. The last thing I'm going to do is uh, consult an astrologer. And we're gonna do a full full workup, full birth chart. Figure out if there's just something like going on with the planets, if they're misaligned, um, and he's just going through a rough patch in his life.
0: Right so now. would that be like one of those things where, like, all right, just uh, give it a couple of months because Mercury won't be in retrograde. Great at- yeah,
1: something like that. Something. So you're like not that.
0: depressed. Just wait a couple of months.
1: Well, I mean that there's a actual. Thing called situational depression that affects people and theoretically if you're having situational depression what you need to do to get out of it is to not be in the situation anymore and most of the time time will kind of do that for you
0: so. is that anything like seasonal affected defective yeah, disorder
1: like that it's
0: like that that one bothers me <laughs> why well the acronym is sad it's like that's a little on the nose isn't it it's appropriate. <laughs> Ridiculous. It is time now for uh, No Good News, a segment of the podcast in which we discuss parents in the news. This week's No Good News is about a family aboard an airline. Um, kind of interesting. At some point, while in the air, it became a parent. Uh, to, like to the family, and apparently the airline staff, that the family's six-year-old boy had contracted a case of head lice. Gross. N- not while on the plane, like the, the child brought it onto the plane. Gross. So once the plane landed at the connecting destination, the family was not allowed to deplane. Uh, and The child was subjected to a quote-unquote medical examination by airline staff. Now the family was told that they uh, could not board their connecting flight, and would have to leave the airport immediately, uh, they were also told that the airline would not let them board uh, their their flight home until the child saw a medical professional and could have the issue treated. But the airline did offer hotel vouchers because, uh, as, as I mentioned, they weren't like in their home destination; they were in a connecting city. So, what do you what do you what do you think, Ariel?
1: I think that the airline did what they had to do in this situation. You know, you can't uh, you can't be letting a huge chunk of customers be exposed to head lice. And I know that the risk of transmission is probably not super high from something that like lives in your hair, but that's, it's still like, it's not really worth it, you know, and the family, it it's really unfortunate. I know it's a logistical nightmare for them to not be able to finish their planned trip, and expensive for them to have to sort of quarantine until the head lice are gone, but it's the responsible thing to do. Um, Hmm. And furthermore, I think that we should all be taking precautions to prevent these kinds of situations um, by using a little bit of protective magic. So- um,
0: Like magical rid.
1: You know, I've talked a little bit about some protection. I think I've talked about protection spells
0: before, but once or twice. Yeah.
1: Protection spells are some of the like oldest and most commonly used kinds of magic. You know, people want to protect their homes, they want to protect their loved ones. Um and I don't know if you know this, Brian, but onions are actually they have always been magically linked to protective magic.
0: Wow, and I just thought they were tasty.
1: Yeah. So it's time dual purpose lots of protective magic um
0: do you use an so- onion to protect your house or head in this case you can't eat it though right
1: yes you one or the other <laughs>
0: <laughs> I too.
1: Uh, so um people in i'm not sure what which civilization did this but um i think it was like a England, Scotland, old Celtic tribes, medieval kind of people. Um, they made onion braids. So they would take like green onion stalks and they braid them. And this was a dual purpose for them because they dried them out like that. And then they were able to use them in cooking in the winter when they were dried. So huh. they couldn't have fresh onions. So they had the dried onion from their onion braid. But they would hang them up in their house, and they would protect them. So I think um, before you go on a trip or do anything, you should be making an onion braid and like a necklace, sort of like a or like a friendship bracelet kind of thing. Did
0: and- they used to do? Did they used to use these as like home, like kitchen decorations back in the day? I feel like that was a thing. Yeah. I think like in the seventies and eighties, maybe I uh,
1: wasn't alive.
0: Maybe my mom was just trying to protect the house. I just thought it was decorative.
1: Well, your mom might be a witch.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I have no comment. <laughs> okay, she listens. Okay. Love you, mom.
1: She's a good witch. She's she was trying to protect you.
0: I know. I mean, listen that it's better than right the other way. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so onion braids that's that's the solution huh
1: Yeah um, onion braids before you go on any journey
0: Well <laughs> on to, your body to your point about also, also oh, think sorry. about
1: you're wearing the onion braid people aren't going to get too close to
0: you So you can't pass the headlights Yeah Yeah cuz I wanted to talk to you you know your point there you were you were mentioning how potentially difficult it is to spread head lice and I understand like we all think about that in terms of like kids at school but as I understand it, it it is really not that easy right you can really only contract lice from a child by direct contact with the head or a shared surface for the head
1: such as a carpet that children sit on or or like circle time
0: or the next kid who comes and sits in that kid's seat yeah, and head measures up around the same um, and again, I mean, I like, I do you know, I think you're kind of right here, except for the whole onion braid thing. I think that's crazy, but uh, you know, I'm mean, really. What can you do here? Um, I feel like the airline's actions were probably excessive, but certainly in the best interest of their customers. And so, I'm really trying to think of like, if I were a customer, I I would be appreciative. But if I'm the dad, this one, by the way, I should have mentioned this. He, he's an attorney, so I'm guessing there's legally nothing he can do about it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But if I were him, I'd honestly, I I mean, yeah, thanks for the hotel vouchers. And I would probably walk on down to another airline and just try to get on that one to go home just to make the last leg. (laughs)
1: That's so irresponsible. I don't, I don't think they
0: put you in a big database. It's not like, you know, Department of Homeland Security style. Like, you know, uh, oh, he's got headlights.
1: Like, saran wrapping your kid's head first or something.
0: No, because that's a surefire <laughs> giveaway that there's a problem. You're ne- they'll never oh. let you on the other plane on the other end Oh, my gosh. But they're probably not going to let you do it if he does the onion braid either. So, I mean, you know.
1: No, the onion braid is great. They, they, it's kind of stinky, so they stay away from him.
0: I would love to see that argument in the airport. Show me, show me where it says I can't have this.
1: (laughs) The TSA Instagram would would feature that one.
0: (laughs) I didn't know that's a thing.
1: Oh, it is. Yeah. I'm glad
0: I'm glad I know now I'm gonna be checking that out.
1: They have good content. TSA
0: people are nuts. You want to send your kids in with saran wrap wrapped around their head and onion braids. I mean, that's I mean, listen. (laughs) They don't even have to work hard. The content comes to them. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's a fair point.
1: (laughs) Now it's time for our uh, kid food and beverage pairings every week. We're giving you some suggestions of what to pair with kids friendly food. Um, usually some not so kid fit friendly drinks to go with that food. And this week we are gonna pair drinks with Jimmy Dean's sausage egg and cheese crisp sandwich. And I wanna I wanna sort of call back to the episode where we talked about the lunchables and we were we were sort of talking about how brunchables would be fun.
0: Right with the mar with the um uh, the bloody Mary. Yeah,
1: yeah brunchables. And so I actually f- did a Google search and found out that Brunchables do exist. Oh, uh, they do. They are a real thing. They are not easy to find. They're not common. It's like not a, not a very common thing. Which is why we had never heard of it. Exactly. We've never seen them in a store before. So that's why I picked Jimmy Dean's sausage, egg and cheese, croissant, sandwich. Cause you know, we've seen that like,
0: well, it's it's weird because I don't, I don't i don't think i've ever told you this but that uh, i have a freezer full of that stuff because my kids eat that every morning for breakfast they just love it you have told me that have i okay well good I was, I was like that's just that's really weird um so what i'll say is um i've thought a lot about what <laughs> you might you know drink with these and and, and i've even after a couple of cocktails. Looked- You've probably had one of those after a couple of cocktails. Yeah, you, you know, like when you've been drinking, you're like, "Oh my god, I'm so hungry," and like, I just want to eat everything in the house. And it's like, "What do we have?" And like, "Oh, cool, Jimmy Dean," and yeah. Um, so I did wine, beer, and booze. Okay. So, so for wine, I went Merlot, right? Because that breakfast sausage thing is kind of spicy, and I figured something you know smoky would kind of balance the whole thing out.
1: Interesting.
0: Um, for beer. I went, uh, you know, I, I figured something robust again because of the pepper and the sausage. So in this case, a stout works oh. really well. Yeah. Oh. I know you had a beer person. Um, and then, well, and the then
1: stout is a whole meal by itself.
0: I, I like to think of them as beer shakes. It is a beer shake. Yeah. And they're great with burgers and, and no, no,
1: that's how sausages. you, that's how you end up not being able to button your pants
0: listen, that's a, that's a regular occurrence for me. <laughs> and if it comes as a result of eating something good and drinking something good, be all the better. But for the booze, I figured this, I did this one sort of uh, regardless of taste, right? Because I just, I went with a the breakfast theme. So screwdriver all the way on this one. I can't stand vodka, but the, the orange juice just feels right.
1: Well, I agree with you about the orange juice because I think for my I have three beverages as well but only one of them has booze and my boozy beverage is a mimosa because it's a brunch food that's nice yeah you got the sparkling wine you got the orange juice you've got this greasy thing that is going to just sit in my stomach all day
0: it's 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 weird because it is faux egg weird faux (sighs) cheese and the greasiest sausage thing ever you're not wrong
1: brian i can't even imagine eating that first thing in the morning that sounds like i i can't do anything after that like i wouldn't i just wouldn't be able to function
0: i could i could literally eat an entire box of those i think
1: and not, one and, sitting, and do things afterwards.
0: No, like like <laughs> like an entire box would probably be face down on a couch. But but I think I could like if I were competitive eating, I could do I could do a box of those. All
1: right. Well, I'm not going to compete against you. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. I don't think it's happening. But I, I'm, like, I'm
0: I'm like six of you. That would be a smart decision not to compete against me. <laughs> eating anything I don't else? I do I
1: think. I think that there are certain things I could beat
0: you at. Be eating? No way. Yeah. Like like running a like mile? A, definitely, but not anything I other could,
1: than that. I could beat you at ice cream eating.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's, you, no, you're thinking wrong. I know you You got the whole like, ha-ha, lactose intolerance. I would pay for it later, but I could still beat you in ice cream, like total quantity of ice cream consumed. Yeah, i get you.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs>
0: My family would be miserable the next day, but you know, listen, sometimes you just got to win.
1: I don't understand that. Um, And then my other beverage pairings, realistically, the Jimmy Dean breakfast sausage, egg and cheese sandwich. I I need some balance for that. And so I'm pairing it with a cold pressed kale juice.
0: (laughs) Is there booze in that?
1: No, I said the only booze, the only boozy drink that I paired it with was a mimosa.
0: But nobody wants to drink a kale drink unless you're going to. Well, whatever.
1: The kale is to balance it out. So you have a vegetable with some like vitamins and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't care about that we don't like doctors mm-hmm. we don't we just mm-hmm. we're just gonna die it's fine
0: well we're all gonna die ariel i mean, it's, it's what it is we
1: are it's true
0: it's true <laughs> and on that uplifting note
1: the last one um oh you got more i have one more
0: please be boozing this one
1: no booze but ah. i think you'll like it anyways um not a beverage not in the traditional sense uh but I think that this would pair really well with a coffee enema. Um just sort of like clean you right out and give You're you gonna like need a, it. A, yeah. a boost of energy after that. After the the little rock that's sitting in your stomach and just just wash it right out with a coffee enema.
0: <laughs> yeah, does that does that caffeinate you?
1: yes it does because it like it can seep through the it, it, it absorbs through your colon
0: that's exciting
1: yeah no oh. a coffee enema is amazing to pair with something greasy and heavy like this
0: oh my god look at the time thank you so much for joining us this week we really do appreciate the no good parents podcast apparently we, we talk about enemas and whatnot and things absorbed by your colon <laughs> Your kids, uh,
1: kids enemas all good fun <laughs> all the good stuff make sure that you subscribe to know your yeah. parents
0: wherever you get your podcasts we are there and ariel seems to think it's important that you subscribe so do that
1: i do because then it then you don't even have to remember to download a new episode your phone it, or like whatever your listening device is it's just going to download it automatically for you and then it's there waiting for you the new episode Duh. it's amazing
0: Um, And then, and then Instagram and the Facebooks and the, and the, and the tweeters, that's all no good parents. You can find us there. You can email us if you want to, you want to be on the show. Maybe you have a real podcast and you want to give people good advice and, and, and connect, you know, people to your podcast, no good parents at gmail.com. You can also send us suggestions for like scenarios and you can make them as bizarre as possible. Ariel does all these things. And I think she's tired i had to do these all the time. So send yours <laughs> in. We'd rather talk about yours.
1: We would love to talk about yours. It'd be fun. Yeah. So next week, we're going to talk about Santa Claus.
0: <laughs> yeah, we are.
1: <laughs> I'm really excited about it.
0: It's going to be a different kind of conversation uh, than you think.
1: I I love Santa. I've um, heard. <laughs> anyways, bye.
0: Bye. <laughs>